Welcome to the Inner Peace Podcast. Join Matthew McDaniel as he helps others face their toughest struggles head on and achieve a purpose-driven life free from limitations. A show that helps you navigate your path to inner peace. Thank you for joining. Now, let's take your questions about your life. Good morning and welcome to this episode of the Inner Peace Podcast. Let's jump right into our first set of questions today. How should a parent react when their child breaks something by accident? So the the first part is we don't necessarily want to, if we can avoid it, to react. React is, in my definition, in my experience, is a time where you don't have time to think it through. You don't see all the moving pieces. And when you can't see the broader picture, you can't see from the other person's side, and you're only seeing from how it's affecting you in your life, then things get a little bit tricky and reactive. And for me, those are times where I end up regretting anything I said or I did. And this is a time where the emotions are raising quickly and we're trying to shut the emotion off quickly. That's really my def- my personal definition and experience with the with the word react is when my emotions raise quickly and when I try to shut them off quickly. And for parenting, we want we want to teach as best we can how to how to handle an accident when you have one. Because an accident's nothing more than something that's really unplanned. You're not going out looking for something to break on purpose. No, sometimes that's the case, but until you know that's the case, then you don't handle that scenario until it's in front of you. For this, we're going to say the child broke something that was on accident, meaning they didn't go out and plan for this. So what do you want to teach your child and what do you want to teach yourself? Because it's not only about the child, it's also about you. Do you want the child to see an accident as something that happens and that when it does happen, we move past it and we make sure we take the lessons that were learned and we try to apply them for next time to prevent the likelihood that this accident can happen? Or do you want a child to walk away feeling afraid, scared because of a punishment that they'll receive, which may lead to them hiding things from you, not telling you the truth, so on and so forth. The other thing I want to I want to mention with this is when you're a parent, are you seeing this as an accident or are you seeing this through the eyes of how is this how is this accident impacting my life right now? Are you having to stop what you're doing and go and help your child with this mess that maybe was ha- was happening in the kitchen. Did you have to stop your work and go do that? Do you have the ability to stop and change directions in the course of your day? 
when you react, oftentimes I find myself, it's less about the child and it's more about what's going on in my life. Am I able to clearly see and help my child or am I working through something else on my own that leads me to this reaction? So see what I do is I always see what I'm doing when I'm reacting. I'm feeling it before it even gets to that point. I know to tap in and listen to my emotions so that I can start to catch this before it becomes an issue. And then when a child does have an accident, my goal is to help them work through the emotions because what I've seen with my kids is they already feel bad. They're already hurting from dropping a glass on the floor or spilling milk on the floor. They're already sad and they're already crying. They already feel bad. So my first goal is to teach them and to show them it is just milk and it is just on the floor and it's something that we can control and it's something that we can clean up and we do not have to feel or take this on as something that you did wrong because it's not that you did it wrong. It's just that we had we had an accident and to teach them that these things happen in life. You do not have to, if you don't want to, punish yourself thinking that you did something wrong. Accidents will happen just like mistakes will happen. Just like through the course of learning, you're not going to be perfect. The imperfection around us is all over the place. Accidents, mistakes, errors, all these words are just words. They happen in life. We do not need to punish ourselves for every single one. Nor do we have to hold it against ourselves every single day and carry it with us every single day because of something that happened in the past. If it happened in the past and you learned from it and you changed the way you act today, by definition, you are a different person. You can let go of what happened in the past. And it seems small to teach a child what to do when there's an accident. But the life lessons that they can carry with them every single day is going to be very important for their development and very important for their, what's the word, their self-image, their self-esteem, their self-confidence. If they know that I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to make a mistake every day, but that's, that's really important for me to grow and expand, to be better and better and better and better. Because there is not going to be a scenario where there's not going to be these things in your life. So navigate through them now. And with that, we'll stop there. But I hope that answers the question. I went in a couple different directions, but I wanted to make sure that I really gave, gave you everything I have. Let's head to our next question. Who really runs the world? My wife. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... It's really, it really comes down to, I'm going to say two different thoughts, two different types of thoughts. I haven't really fully thought this one through. It's going to be 
individuals and their thoughts. And then it's going to be a group, a collective, a society. Really, it's just these large groups of people and their shared thoughts. And I'm going to want, I want to explain the main difference between the two. Deep down, we all have our intuition, our inner compass, who runs off of unconditional love. Now, a lot of times, that gets challenged in the world. And when it gets challenged, you have two options. You can choose to stay true to who you are, or you can accept the belief of the group. Now, why would somebody do this? I've done it. It was out of fear. I was afraid. I was afraid of being judged. I was, fa- I was afraid that I would be singled out. And basically, I would be treated differently. And at, at certain points in your life, sometimes you're just not ready and prepared to, to manage all that emotion and all those feelings that come with being judged by others or perceiving judgment of others. And it didn't come until later in life where I realized that the confidence and the strength that I needed was inside me. I just had to accept those truths instead of accepting somebody else's belief and somebody else's truth. So who really runs the world? It's going to be thoughts. Thoughts about yourself, your intuition speaking to you, and it's just a matter of what you do with those thoughts. If you choose to accept yours and your truth, or if you choose to accept the group's truth. Now, the one thing that you have to know is that the group is not always going to choose what's coming from a place of unconditional love. Sometimes there's going to be things that are geared towards getting money or putting up walls and barriers to protect themselves. It really just depends, but you just have to you have to be able to at least see it and know that deep down that feeling telling you, "Hey, this isn't right." That's your thought. That's your true self speaking. And it's not good or bad either way. Eventually, like I did, I gradually navigated away from group thinking that didn't make me feel great. And it, deep down, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do or say. And I went with what I felt was right. And so if you were to, if you were to choose your, your true self, if you were to follow your intuition and everybody were to do it, then the world would look completely different because there would be less groups per se and there would be a lot of individuals, strong individuals, grounded in unconditional love. And not, it would be very difficult for somebody to try to control that person and to try to make them feel fear or to be feel judged. It would be very difficult for somebody to do that. And you see it in society and you see it in culture all over the place. I mean, you can think back in some of the greatest stories and you think to yourself, hey, where is a person going up against a group's beliefs and getting imprisoned for their beliefs that are different? Where are they being treated very, very poorly? Where is somebody going to war against this person? And this person stands strong. 
I mean, you can look in different cultures and different societies and you can see where there's a person or two through the history books that teach about how this one individual or this group of people, they stood strong against like dictators. They stood strong against strong cultural beliefs, strong religions, strong leaders, you know, all these different people who really seek to have control over, over others. And they just stood strong in their own personal true self beliefs. They didn't budge. It didn't matter what you did. You could threaten them with prison. You could threaten them with their life. And some of them did get threatened with their life. Some of them did get long, almost life sentences in prison. And they didn't change. That's how strong your true self is. In the face of danger, you will not budge. But there is also a fear of having people do that to you. And so it's a process of getting to a point where you are 100% in alignment with unconditional love and 100% in alignment with your true self, not accepting those beliefs that contradict and conflict with what you feel is right. With that, we will head over to our next question. And our last question for the day in leadership, why is it so difficult and important to lead oneself first before others? Leadership, the word has a lot of hats you have to wear. And getting started, you are all about learning. You're all about making a lot of those mistakes, fine-tuning who you are as you get these experiences learning what feels right, what doesn't feel right. It's a lot of experimenting. It's a lot of experience. It's a lot of refining and molding and shaping yourself in your belief system. That's what it's all about. When you're a kid and when you're growing up, I don't know if we do a good job of this in, in general. For me, I didn't get a lot of this, but it's what I would encourage everybody to do, either a parent or a leader, is to help people learn to listen, listen to their true self. Mold those beliefs, those thoughts that they've chosen to accept. Start to mold them. Start to learn who are you as a person and how do you bring that to the workplace? How do you bring that to school? Start to build the confidence within themselves so that they can discern what feels right what does not feel right, know the difference between the two, know what you get in return if you were to choose one of those two paths. It's difficult, and le le leadership is difficult because you have to, without a doubt, there's no way around this, you have to get this experience. It is a prerequisite. One way or another, you are going to get the experience, either as somebody who was a follower first and then became a leader or somebody who was a follower for a little bit put into a leadership role and having to learn on the fly. There is no wrong answer. The only right thing is the experience. It is so, so important. I can't stress it enough. The experience, the type of experience, but not only that, you having the ability to change on the fly. Remember that word, those group of words we were talking about earlier? Mistakes, accidents, 
These are just things that you're learning about. You have to be able to accept you are going to make mistakes. And you have to accept that it doesn't matter what the other people think of you. What matters is that you take that mistake, you own up to it, and then you find the path that feels right for you so that you don't recreate the same mistake. Leadership is not about being on a pedestal. It's not being perfect. It's not being a dictator who controls the entire thing around you, the entire work environment, the entire process. It is about 100% being able to adapt and change on the fly in accordance with your true self, which operates out of, you guessed it, unconditional love. When you start to control everything, you are afraid of something. You are afraid either uh, that you're no longer a leader, you're no longer in charge, you're afraid of how your peers are going to look at you, you're going to be afraid of how your boss is going to perceive the way you're leading your team. All of that doesn't matter. That is all in your head. That's all a fear you have. What matters is going to work every day, being able to change, but being able to help your team grow and expand their set of beliefs. What do they believe about the company? What do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about the customer? All these beliefs are sitting within them, and they've been created from their past experience. So when they come into your company and your culture that you want to construct and you want to mold, they're going to bring over stuff that was from the past and stuff that they're carrying with them. They could be fear-based beliefs. They could be afraid of you as a leader because they've been burned by leaders in the past. So they carry that with them into this job today. So one of the jobs for you to do is to understand what beliefs are they carrying forward with them so that you can address it head on. If they believe you're going to not be truthful, you're going to have an agenda, then your job is going to be to address that and say, well, I'm, I'm only interested in making this culture, this team better every day. I'm interested in helping the customer every single day. And I'm interested in helping the company reach its goals. And if we get those three things right, then that's what it's about. I'm not in it for a personal feather in my cap. I'm not in it to try to be right. I'm not try to I'm not in it to try to steal your your wins. I'm not trying to steal the light from you. If you make a big contribution to the company, we will we need to celebrate you because it's not about an individual. It's about the group and it's about us just coming to work, working together and then getting our product out to the customer as best as we can. And in between that, let's have a little bit of fun. That's what I'm that's what I'm about. And so that's really leadership. It's just about those beliefs and making sure that what you believe about yourself as a leader is someone who can accept that they're going to make mistakes. They got to own up, up to it. They have to be honest, transparent. It's all the things that you would want from others to apply for yourself to your team. Very good. I hope all this really helps you. I'm a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to end it here and save my voice for the rest of the day. <laughs> all right, everyone. 
Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. This is the Inner Peace Podcast. Hey, friends, this episode is over, but head over to the notes section for a link to submit your questions. If you need more resources, head over to the blog for more answers to your questions or check out past episodes. Thanks for listening.